Hey guys, welcome to Not Just a Hashtag Podcast, presented by Trees of Hope. I'm your host, Nicole Escobar, with my co-host, Anissa, Kristen, and Mariah. On this podcast, we will be discussing the epidemic of sexual abuse, its realities, and the unfiltered ways in which it has affected all of our lives. We share our personal stories and how our lives have been restored. While this podcast is for everyone, we do want to let you know that we use several trigger words, and this is geared more towards adult audiences. This podcast is for anyone who wants to educate themselves on the statistics behind sexual abuse, signs to look out for, and how to prevent it from happening. So let's get to it. Hey Thrivers, welcome back to Not Just a Hashtag Podcast. This is episode 19 and I'm Nicole and I'm here with the tribe. This episode is extra special and also a little sad too. Today we are saying goodbye to one of our girls, Anissa, and although it feels like a huge loss and it is very much a huge loss, we are very sad to see her go, but we are so proud of her and we know that this is going to be an awesome next step for her and she is going to kill it in her new job. And so we're going to just use this episode to celebrate her life and just be so proud of her. And um, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, this is also going to be our last episode of the season. And um, we are really looking forward to next season because we're going to come out swinging. We're going to come out really strong and just really, really uh, wanting to empower you to speak in your voice and your story and to find your voice, really. And um, we hope that next year is just going to be even better than the first year. And We just want to equip you to be bold and strong, and uh, we hope that we do that. So today we want to talk about how do we become a person of influence. So when you think of people of influence in our field of work, who do you you think of? Um, For me, I think of Tarana Burke. Is that how you say her name? Tarana? Gosh. She sounds right. the one who started the Me Too movement? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, what Tarana does not... Seem like that would be it. I'm gonna say Toronto. As okay, well. we really want to honor your name. So if we said that wrong, we are so sorry. Um, Burke, Alyssa Milano, Ellen DeGeneres, and Carrie Washington. So do you guys see yourself as a person of influence? I think that it's hard for me to see that way. I mean, now I do, and it it kind of just takes people to tell you. Um, you know, you just like you feel like you kind of lose sight of like, does it, am I saying, does it matter? Like, does my story matter? And I think it just goes to that swinging of the pendulum of like, um, confidence and, and even just being able to see how much growth you have experienced until someone tells you. Um, and I see it more now and, and not just like, with the story of talking to someone else who has been abused because that definitely comes up especially when you start being vulnerable and telling your story and and the result of like what fruit has come but also those who haven't and being able to look into some things that um connect with just like the healing process in general and be able to speak into that and see like just tears kind of fill up in their eyes and say like well that's exactly what God has been showing me and trying to lock into my heart or whatever 
Um, and then uh, I asked my friend today because, again, I was like, oh, like how it's just like you doubt yourself. And um, she sent this to me and I'd love to read it. And first, I will say my friend in reading this is infinite influential someone who's safe someone who grieves with you someone who you feel like I can completely be myself and it's enough and I don't have to hide anything um to be able to you know have someone to process with and she first just opens up to what an honor that I would even ask her and and that's a beautiful thing to just see that someone cares and sees you and she said Your story has encouraged me to open my eyes to see the effect that trauma takes on an individual, but also the amount of redemption that takes place when you pursue healing. As someone who's not even experienced sexual abuse, when I heard your story, my heart grieved with you in anguish and pain for what you went through. Your experience shepherded me in understanding the trauma that your perpetrator even experienced, that you ended up, that then ended up hurting you but you chose to pursue healing and found forgiveness even in the pain you choosing to walk in healing set you apart from not heading down a self-destructive road and I know it didn't come easy because I saw you wrestle through the pain and the anger and even spend some dark days um but that spoke volumes of your character and willingness to let your heart grieve even years later I know sharing your story hasn't been easy, but in doing so, I've watched you become a safe haven to so many. Your story has created a place of freedom for more people to share their story, and it's been even more beautiful to watch it happen in your own family. The generational curse this has had on your family has come to light and has begun breaking, have begun the breaking of chains that will no longer have a hold on your family. That is a testament to the Lord's faithfulness to let victory take its place. I feel like I'm just repeating myself, she said, but she's um, proud of me. And to have someone just say that over you, like that's not just me. That's like the work of like the power of God to redeem the worst pain and the brokenness and use someone that feels small and weak and maybe not seen um, and delights to use people in great ways in that way. And, you know, so reading that to me even just today, um, it's just overwhelming. And you see the fruit of just even letting people see your even your darkest moments. And I think in the beginning, now I'm going on a tangent, but in the beginning, I kept silence and because of the shame, and that just fed my shame. And then in my silence, it was just a way to control, be in control, because then once I say it, I can't control what people say about it, what how people see me, what people do with that information. And the more I let go of control and that took part of my healing process, the more I've been able to see life come from like death and how much I was just choosing death every day until I saw the hope that was possible. And, you know, I see this every day in my life, not just in this realm, but being able to share that life and see it produced in other and to have friends that also give me life and grieve and give me safety to be exactly where I'm at and it just shows how effective that is even if it's just one person that um one person is just like a ripple effect of seeds that flourish like a garden you know I love that thank you so much for sharing that does anyone else want to share gosh it's hard to 
follow that up in any way but (laughs) I think that unfortunately with like social media the way that it is it's hard like when I hear the word influencer or like someone who's of influence I think of pretty sin girls whose page fits a certain format and like are trying to sell clothes and it's like oh I'm a social media influencer because I have 3,000 followers and it's just like I will joke around all the time. I don't have a large social media following at all, but I'll make comments like, oh, as a social media influencer, like it's like a joke to me now just because I think it's a really um, overused word that has just a really new meaning within the last few years because of things like Instagram and even YouTube, like you have YouTube stars. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre, but I think that, you know, it's hard to like not let your mind be consumed by what's trending in today's culture Mm -hmm. as far as like okay I'm not an influencer because I don't have x amount of followers you know because I know that that's the way that that word is used now is if you have influence it's because you're big on social media Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard like if someone were to ask me that right now I would say like no like I'm not an influential person I run in small circles like but even just listening to Mariah and the way that her friend described how influential she's been it's like we need to take back that word and think about it differently yeah I, I definitely agree and I think something I was thinking of when Maria was talking was um just how much in abuse that um your voice is taken away and that's one of the one of the most painful things I think that happens is that you're um silenced in some way, you know, um, because that's how abuse is able to continue. So it's so important to continue talking to, um, as they say, since we're going with um, that, um, you know, to take back the narrative, that kind of thing. So um, talking and sharing your story is just so powerful. Yeah. You know, to take back what was um, taken. Yeah. So good. Thank you. So I gave those examples of the people that um, I had just said, um, you know, famous people like Ellen DeGeneres and things like that, because I wanted to show you that people have a misconception of what an influencer is. Um, Culture teaches us that if you have a large following on social media, like Anissa said, or that you started a movement or you're a part of a big platform like Ellen DeGeneres and she has that show, Mm -hmm. that you are a person of influence. And although these people are influential, it is not their platform that makes them that way. Um, So when I looked up the word influencer, the definition that I see is to have access to a large audience and can persuade others by virtue of their authenticity and reach. And that was really confusing to me because um, the most influential people in my life didn't have an audience. They were teachers, coaches, mentors, friends, bosses, like, I just think of my one boss who literally had like just me under him and he just like came in every day and was like, we're going to kill it today. And like, just empowered me. And I'm like, he didn't have, he, I don't even think he had social media. And so if he heard that, he would be like, I'm definitely not an influencer. So it's people that make influence happen, not social media, not platforms. And we are all influencers. You have no idea what one conversation, one word of encouragement, one moment in time, one generous expression of love, or one simple, I believe you, I'm here for you, um, can change someone's life. The problem with our current view of influence is we believe that we have to have some sort of platform or be a part of something huge in order to make an impact. 
when I thought of that, I was like, you know, if I looked at Trees of Hope and I said, or even this podcast, and I said, is it influential in the sea of Me Too movement? No, it's not. It's like a puddle. It's a drip in a puddle. <laughs> it's not. But I don't, I, I don't look at it like that. I look at it like it doesn't matter. If there's 70 people listening to our podcast, then that is 70 people we are impacting. And that makes me want to wake up every day. So the true lasting influence we have on this world is people and it's their stories and it will never be a platform or a movement, but it will be those people inside of those things. So Trees of Hope started over 12 years ago. And if someone would have come in on year 12, they would be pretty impressed with our influence or the impact we have made over the last year. So what was that? Um, we created all of our programs online so that anyone anywhere can begin the healing journey or learn about all the ways to prevent sexual abuse. We completed over 26 work workshops. That's triple from the past year, um, from all of the years past. <laughs> I think we've done in years past like four, okay? So that was a huge accomplishment. We launched this podcast, and in just a few months, I just looked, we had a couple thousand listeners and I'm super pumped about that. We started a buy one, give one program. We were, we were given this amazing opportunity to partner with this organization called Vessels of Mercy that works in 18 different countries all around the world. Our curriculum has already made its way to three other countries, and we are definitely looking forward to expanding into many more of where, where that um, organization goes. We have had over 335 women go through our healing support groups this year alone. And that is not including the jail that we go to every week and give the message of hope and healing to them. When those women come out of being incarcerated, a lot of them go and register for our support groups, which is so amazing. So hearing those numbers, you may think that I helped influence the impact of that and that I'm solely responsible. And although some of that's true, it's incredibly incomplete. When Trees of Hope began, we started in a living room with five women. And when the healing group ended, only one woman was there. And because of the influence of that one woman, Dee, the founder of Trees of Hope, continued on what she felt called to do, which was start this ministry for people who've been sexually abused. Because of Dee's influence, thousands of people have walked through one of our healing groups. And over 150 women have been trained to become facilitators. Because of the influence of our facilitators, people have been empowered to start branches of Trees of Hope in their own city, state, and even country. A few graduates went to Columbia on a missions trip and then came back and told us they wanted to start a Trees of Hope where they were. And now our curriculum goes to Columbia at like every six months. And they do everything that we do here in South Florida in Columbia. We have heard countless stories of people starting their own nonprofits to help women in third world countries, all because their lives were impacted by someone or something that happened through Trees of Hope. Um, I mean, I think of people who were on our board, people who've come through our program. I mean, I've had some amazing, like I've always looked at Trees of Hope as it's a launching point for women to do amazing things with their life. They just come through and they go through the healing journey, they feel empowered to go do something now with their life. And honestly, if I have to be a revolving door for people, that's okay. As long as they're doing what they're called to do and being impactful and influential, then it's a job well done for us.
So when I came on the scene, it was because of the influence of Dee and her seeing my potential. She believed in me, spoke life over me, and saw that I had the power to influence. And sure, people told me in the past that you'll be influential, you'll be, you know, a movement maker. And those were all really great things. But for some reason, when she believed in me and when she handed trees of hope over to me, it just like made me go, okay, wow, this is for real. I have something huge in my hands that I can make an impact with. And because people influenced me, because people believed in me, I felt empowered to influence, I hope you three women here on this podcast. And because of their influence, our listeners' lives are being changed and people are finding hope in their stories. So who influenced the start of all of this? Well, it was Dee, the one brave lady who completed the healing journey with her, the other ladies who came forward after that, the ladies who graduated and then said they wanted to lead their own groups, the people who have come on staff to help us go to the next level, the volunteers who give of their time and energy every week to see people find hope and healing, the women on this podcast, and you. Influence isn't always instant. Influence isn't always obvious. Just because you don't have a harvest doesn't mean the seed hasn't taken root. Just because you haven't seen the end of someone's story doesn't mean your words didn't make a difference. If you have started the healing journey and you don't feel better, it's okay. It doesn't mean it won't work. Be a person of influence and continue to heal. Be a person of perseverance and influence through your perseverance. You have no idea how God will use you if you just speak up. You don't have to have it all together. You don't even need to know exactly what you're going to say. You just have to have courage. So in the past few months, I've been given so many platforms to share my story. And honestly, I never thought in a million years I would be speaking in front of a crowd and talking about my sexual abuse. I never thought in a million years I would have told my parents about my sexual abuse. I never thought in a million years I would be on a podcast sharing my most intimate feelings and emotions. I do all of this because I know I'm a person of influence. I don't have a lot of followers on social media, but that's okay. What I do have is the ability to be vulnerable and to allow people to see that vulnerability, and I'm hoping that it's contagious. I want to be someone's answer to a problem. I want to bring hope. We are all people of influence, and I leave you with this last thought. How will you influence people today with your story? Your story may be the next thing that changes someone's life and leaves them with a legacy of hope. Speaking of leaving a legacy, you may be wondering why Anissa is leaving us. She's doing a great job. We love her. She loves us. And sometimes in life, we have to make hard decisions that we don't want to make in order to keep us moving forward. And that's what Anissa had to do. I wanted to take this moment to share some of the influence we have made and some of the struggles which led to this really hard decision for her. At Trees of Hope, we depend solely on the donations and partnerships of business owners, churches, and people who see the impact and influence we are making. Every year, we work really hard to make our programs free and accessible to anyone, anywhere. In this last year alone, we expanded from one single support group for women to three additional groups that serve men, teen girls, and teen boys. Creating these programs has enabled us to help more people than ever before. One of our greatest desires we had when we started this year was to reach anyone, anywhere with the message of hope and healing. 
That desire spurred us on to do two things, start this podcast and produce all of our programs online. Now anyone in the world can walk through healing. The stories of redemption keep us highly motivated and keep us fighting. More and more we have come to see all of our hope-filled stories eventually begin to intertwine and connect. The journey with Trees of Hope does not stop once a survivor has gone through a healing support group. We all desire to see every victim experience the same healing and wholeness we have come to obtain. Although the past year has been awe-inspiring in many ways and moving, the financial costs have been significant. Trees of Hope is at a point where fundraising and sponsorships are more crucial than ever before. We cannot continue to grow or make the impact we are making without a full-time staff person, including myself. Trees of Hope is not financially where it needs to be in order to meet that need, and sadly, we have had to say goodbye to amazing talent like Anissa because of our lack of resources. So I definitely don't share any of this to make anyone feel guilty or even to ask for money, honestly. I share this because we want you to understand all that goes into running a nonprofit like Trees of Hope. And we covet your prayers as we enter 2020, but we are fully believing that God will supply all of our needs and bring amazing talent our way. And I'd, I would love to leave you guys with a couple verses that have really sums up what we talked about today and really just my personal journey. And um, I really love what it says. And it says, the first one is Acts 1-6, and it says, You will not know the time and season of restoration or what the Lord has authority over, but he will give you power through the Holy Spirit when he comes upon you witnessing and witnessing like what life has come out of death and witnessing um, his power and also just the power of unity that he gives us all. And then the last one, which is really beautiful, and I can say this is just the truth for all of us. The Lord will guide you continually continually, and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And that's Isaiah 58. So it's beautiful, and it just represents everything that we talked about this season and um, what is possible, and I think that's the hope that it's possible yeah all right so we'll see you on season two on the flip side (laughs) 2020 (laughs) baby (laughs) yeah it will be 2020 yeah so we'll be back in january 2020 peace bye bye christian say bye bye (laughs) (laughs) sorry Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We would love for you to subscribe so that you can get each and every episode right away. We'd also love to see you rate, review, and share this podcast with your friends. Every time you share this podcast, it not only means the world to us, but it also gives us more exposure. So to learn more about us, go to treesofhope.org. Bye.